It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Well, I'm not talking to anyone. Okay. No, I'm not. Are they not? Can't hear it, it, it's not that I'm a sore loser or anything, mm-hmm. but, but well, you know, I'm I'm not talking to anybody. <laughs> I mean, I suppose I should say congrats to Chris, the cheating, no hope, luckiest person in the world, Brown, yeah. on securing seventh place in the Speedway Tavern Prediction League. Yeah. But, but I'm not talking to anyone. Okay. Don't then. It's going to be a great show. <laughs> hey. Good evening. It's going to be one of those shows. Good evening and welcome to the Speedway Tavern. Um, Our last show, guys. It is. Uh, So what we want to do is make things light and funny and have a bit of fun tonight. Um, With us tonight, we have got Matt. I'm really Welsh. Buck, all the way from Wales. Hello, Matt. Oh, we can't hear him. Oh, no, he's gone. He's disappeared. Uh, it's oh, there we go. Hey. I should press the button that says uh, turn your mute off, shouldn't I, sir? Probably, yeah. and don't say yaki da. And obviously we've got um, Chris cheating, luckiest person in the world, Chris Brown thing. I should have me applause thing ready. Oh, yeah, see, I'm not, not, yeah, not, a good, not a good winner, are you? No, no. <laughs> not, much the, not much of an achievement, is it seven? Seven. <laughs> It's better than eight. That's all I can say. I've won something. It's not so much that you, you have won something, it's that you didn't lose. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, we've got to be honest, the, out of the th- three of us, Matt was a head and shoulders above. Yeah. Yeah. So I, well, hate, I, yeah. So I hate you even, Will. Well, at least one of us knows, <laughs> one of us knows what we're talking about. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we will come on to that um, in a little short while. Um, and obviously announced the winner that everybody's known for about three months now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, here's a big clue. It's not Lawrence Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's fought hard for that wooden spoon, and I don't think he achieved it in the end, did he? No, I don't think he did, actually, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Right, um, yeah, so what we would like to do tonight is have your suggestions for categories that you would like us to vote on. I'll start us off. Um, I'm going to go for who's the rider with the most stupid haircut. Okay, but I'm, original, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to go for Drew Camp. She can do. It'll do for now. Yeah, we've got we've got more in the offing. What about Matt? <laughs> I was going to say Drew Camp as well. To be honest, he's uh. Lawrence <laughs> Rogers says robbed. Robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, uh, there's not. I, I've just, I've just realised something. I should be celebrating. I've finished higher than uh, a bona fide team manager. <laughs> what, what can I, what can I tell you? Your phone will be ringing in the morning, then I assume. So. Uh, if it does, I won't answer it. Okay, so Chris, your 
silliest haircut of the year. Has it got to be a Speedway rider? It's got to be somebody associated with Speedway. Um, I haven't got a clue. Okay. I knew. I thought you was going to say me, to be honest, but... No. <laughs> no, that would have been predictable, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right, so um, is there anybody else out there on the shout box and so on? Nobody at the moment, apart from Lawrence and, and our champion, Simon Corbett. Well... Oh, see, that's a shame that he's there, because I was going to say, if he didn't attend, then he doesn't get it, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. The greatest ever rider for your team, and worst. Who's that from? Simon says that. Okay, greatest ever rider. Well, Simon, give us your greatest ever rider and your worst. Um, Matt, I'm going to pass that over to you first. For our club, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's got to be Sam Malenko, I would say, um, as the greatest. I was going to say, it, was, it wasn't uh, that bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> as the greatest. Um, worst, Richie Musson. Never He was a um, young kid who rode for us about 92, 93. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in comparison to him, Chris Harris was like Ivan Major out of the start. <laughs> Um, I know there was a group of Wolves fans on the home straight that when the tights went up used to shout go at the top of their voices to help him that's how poor his guy team was but, uh, he was a spectacular rider to be fair but he was just terrible out of the start mm. so um, for best for me I mean the obvious choice would be Hans Nielsen of course um, but he's, for, for me the best rider was Andy Graham Mm. Um, a very underrated rider, I felt. Uh, and worse, there's just too, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> um, Clive Facey could be one. Um, Mattia Carpenazzi. Mattia Carpenazzi, good God, yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a spaghetti dish, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it was Italian, actually, so you're not far off. And I've just come up with another category, so I'll just write that down. Okay. Do we food? Yeah, I'm going to say Mattia Carpanese um, for that one. Uh, Bruce Pennell or Finn Jensen, says uh, Simon You Corbett. see, I nearly did say Finn, Finn Jensen as well. Um, but I've come up with a whole new category just for him. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and uh, Wendy Jane Barnett says, hi. Hello, Wendy. Hello, Wendy. Uh, the meeting that had you hooked on Speedway. Oh, Craig. <laughs> Go on then, uh, Matt, because everybody's heard mine. <laughs> and I'll just have it again. <laughs> um... Difficult to say, to be honest. Um, there's been so many. Um, I'd probably say... It's got to be the first one. Got to be, yeah, it's got to be the first one, I think, isn't it? I, mean, I think the first one I can vaguely remember is Wolves Cradley in 1990. I don't have a huge amount of memory of it, but mm. I think it was a draw and that was about it. That's that's all I can remember. So, But that was the first, probably the first one where I really took notice of what the sport was about. So, Chris? And if people are wondering why... Uh, Matt sounds funny. It's because it's Matt. He's just Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> and he's also in Wales. It <laughs> <laughs> don't sound right, does it? it sounds funny because he's in Wales. I'm also I'm drinking I'm... Welsh cider, by the way. So uh, there's the answer then. Dave Twine, <laughs> the opening meeting. Oh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You haven't told us what. Uh, cause what was you, the question? What got, first got you hooked on Speedway? Because I know that you've oh, been to Speedway. Okay. Yeah, but oh, most people were alive then. So, 
I don't know. I can't remember. You can't remember? It, no, it was, a, it was probably it was a, a boards like so. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. yeah. My gosh. Right. How did you get hooked on speed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that turned me off. Otherwise, <laughs> um, just uh, just to just to interlude there. Um, the last meeting was as finished on a scoreboard: Bellevue forty-six, Kent forty-four. Nobody got that score right, so the uh, points as they are stay the same. Championy, championy. It's not a pretty sight over here, Matt. Yeah. I understand that why you're in Wales. <laughs> I'd have been in Hollyhead, you know. <laughs> okay, um, so the first meeting that got me hooked on Speedway, um, I think, although I'm not entirely sure, it was crew. Um, and basically what happened was I came home from school and I'm a bit busy flicking through the television thinking I'm bloody watching Crossroads again. Oh, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang oh, on. Yeah. Busy watching what? Cross, uh, crossroads. Oh, crossroads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's been oh, waiting for all week, isn't he? So. Well, anyway, yeah. It was well worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> no. Um, and anyway, my my dad comes into the uh, house and he goes he, he goes to the uh, where all the coats are and takes his coat off the rack, puts it on, and then looks at me and says, "Sort of, what are you waiting for?" Says. I don't know, what do you mean? And he's like, well, put your coat on, we're going out. I'm, okay, where are we going? He says, we're going out. So we went down uh, to Perry Bar, the old one stop, and uh, I can hear bikes and stuff warming up, and I'm saying, what, what, what were we doing? And he said, just, just wait and find out. So anyway, we got in, and there's a parade, and obviously I've worked out it's bikes by now. Um, and the first four riders come to the starting gate, and just before the starting gate goes up, my dad says, "By the way, they've got no brakes." And then off they went, <laughs> and my jaw just hit the floor. <laughs> um, so that's the that was the meeting that got me hooked on Speedway. Yeah. I don't think we even won either. Yeah. And your dad says, "See, that's better than looking at all that porn." No, my dad would never say that. No? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> you have to lower the play. I think you should take some points off him for that, Chris. I really do. You think you should take some points off him? About four. Or take points off you for being a sports sports. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> now, Dave Twine says the opening meeting for Brum, 1971. So it would have been the same year as I, because it was 1971. I was yeah. there for the, but it wasn't the first meeting that mm -hmm. I went to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who? What was the yeah. first meeting? That's a good question. Ooh, where, where, yeah. Where's, where's Brian when you need him? Mm. Where's Brian when you need him? He'd, he'd have that. Probably in he'd Wales, have, isn't he? He'd have that in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Can you wake him up? Can you get him out? Can you go and get him out of the pub? I don't think you'll find it there somewhere. It cracks me. My three are a Stoke meeting in 1997, the GP at Coventry when Dugard won as wildcard, and worst meeting, the official opening of the NSS when it was called off for a dodgy track. Right, yeah. We forget about that, don't we? Yeah. What about um, best track you've seen and worst track you've seen? Oh, gosh. Best track. Well, I haven't been to Bellevue, so I can't claim that. 
Yeah. I'd sort you've of, got to have been there. You've got, yeah, you've got to have been there. Yeah, I mean, I'd sort of say Birmingham, how it, how it was in 
Hyde Road, worst Ipswich or e- eSport? Actually, Hyde Road was a great track. I mean, you, you never saw Hyde Road, did you? I didn't know. My, my dad's always said he thought mm. it was it was a bit overrated, but when the footage I've seen of, of racing there, it's um, it looked a, a really good mm. racetrack. And, and I've thought of a, a, a track that I don't like, which is sort of a current, although it isn't a current, and you'll understand what I mean when I say Eastbourne. Mm. I've never liked Eastbourne, I'm afraid. Yeah. Mm. Uh, best track, uh, NSS, of course, but Stoke, or Peterborough for me. Worst track, the dog track at Bellevue or Wolverhampton. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, there you go. There's a few people that, are, that don't like Wolverhampton. There, Stoke, Stoke was a really good race track when it was prepared well. Yes, it was. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. It, it, it's always I've had this discussion with people loads of times about about Stoke. It's it's a real. I can't. It's difficult to understand why that place never really kicked on because it was in an ideal location. There, it's pretty much all day, every day access to the track, um, but it just never really. Never really took off. Did it at uh, at, um, at Luma Road, um, and obviously, of course, as we know, it's 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 not there anymore. Of course, as far as I know, it's still the land's still derelict. I think I don't think they've started doing any building on it yet. But um, mm. uh, Stark, when it when when it was prepared, well, was a very very good racetrack. Um, probably wasn't the most luxurious of venues, but I think you know anybody who's been to Stark will know that anyway. So. Um, a quick uh, hello to Dylan Spuddy Hodgetts because he's got a best, he's got a guest booking on the uh, British Speedway sliders. Um, it's a great game. You, if anybody that's interested, should check that out. It's a really good game. You, you played that for quite a while, didn't you? I did for a stage, while. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I did. Um, but he says thanks for the shows this year. Really enjoyed them. You're more than welcome. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, and then we have... I'll let you read the next one out, I think, Chris. Uh, Linda Book says, Dad says the first match you saw was against Wimbledon. You were two years of age. Matt Book. There you I go. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should. Not at two, sir. And we have a difference of opinion here. Dave Twine says, thought Cradley was a decent track. I wasn't enamoured of it. No, I wasn't, to be honest. I'm not just... Well, I'm saying it because of Wolves fan, but I mean, <laughs> of course, it was. It was um, I, I always the felt the years I've been to, but yeah, I, I, I always felt whenever I went to to watch racing at Dudley Wood, there was just one line on it, and that was a big fast outside line. And once you got on that, you you weren't going to catch anybody. Hmm. I always think I always think that's one of the reasons why they had so many world champions acquired because you you had to be able to gate right well enough there. Yeah. I mean, I think even Yano Pedersen in the end worked out that you needed to get out the start if you were going to be successful at uh, a Cradley. Yeah, it, 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 it was but, a difficult. Uh, it was yeah, quite I, I, know, I, mean, it? I mean, yeah, I know, I know people who, who who went years ago who said it was a a very very good racetrack, but um, I can't honestly say I saw many good meetings there when when I whenever I went there. No, I never saw honest. any good meetings there because we always lost. But yeah. <laughs> Mm. To which Dave twice says, "I know Brum always lost at Cradley." Okay, <laughs> well, it, it is true. It is true. Yeah. Did Cradley? Did Birmingham ever win at Cradley? No, but not not in not in the seventies one. Not, yeah, not in that. I mean, I, 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 of course, obviously. I mean, I love I love saying this. I mean, originally Cradley was just a Birmingham feeder club, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> you do love saying that, don't oh, you? Oh, God, don't I just. <laughs> I would, I tell you what I would love to say. I'd love to say even more than that, uh, mm-hmm. with all seriousness. What I'd really love to say is welcome back, Cradley. That's what I'd really, yeah. really like to say. Welcome yeah. back, Cradley, and, of course, welcome back, Coventry, mm-hmm. as well. So, Absolutely. Who would you welcome back most? <laughs> I've got to say Coventry. I think it's an iconic speedway venue, isn't it? You know. See, I ask all the questions people shouldn't ask. Yes. And I, and, uh, <laughs> I, I, and I haven't got an answer to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to see um, Coventry back. I think, you know, it's, I think it's on a knife edge of the moment as to whether it will certainly get back into Brandon. Um, mm. But... So it's you know it's one of the one of the great speedo venues in this country, and then you'd be great to. It's just it's very sad to see in the state that it's in at the moment. You know, it's awesome. a place that holds so many memories, and so, you know, so many great races there, and so many great meetings, and some great riders there as well. Absolutely awful, terrible, terrible. Um, yeah. But of course, Oxford is you know fingers crossed that provides hope that uh, there can be a way back there. Yeah, fingers crossed for that one. Craig Smee wants to know when is this year's AGM planned? Well, we were just wondering that ourselves, wasn't we? We think it's yeah. in November. Um, we don't really know an awful lot more than that. Come on, Lawrence, if you're on, you can tell us. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, and what We're not would... but... Uh... <laughs> uh, what would you like to see come out of it, out of the AGM? What do you expect to see come out of it? Oh, blimey, that's a programme all by itself. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, give us your answers out there as well. Okay, you're, you're, Mr. you're Mr. BSPA AGM man, man. You have sole responsibility. Fire. Fire away. What you say goes for next season. What I say se- goes. What you say goes for next season. Well, first thing is I'm going to get rid of uh, doubling up. I might have doubling down, but I ain't going to have doubling up. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, the other way around. You know what I mean. I'll have doubling Double, up, but I won't have doubling, doubling down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be a halfway house to, to get us out of that situation. Yeah. I think a lot would depend on how many teams come mm. to the table, if I'm honest. Um, I think I'd probably be looking at one league. That was my next question. How would you structure so, it? In which case, doubling up and doubling down doesn't exist anyway mm. um, I suppose the only thing with that is are there enough riders to do it I mean we've already I think um, Richard Lawson's already signed for Kings Lynn and for Plymouth hasn't he so mm. that sort of gives an indication that um, there's no plans to well I, sp- I suppose the argument is of course that doubling up now has just got so much out of control that there's, there's no way they can survive without it unfortunately well because ultimately, it's the rides that want the doubling up because, understandably, because you know they want more meetings. Yeah, but I think you automatically get the more meetings if you make it one big league, mm. don't you? Yeah, yeah. We've we've had this discussion before, mm. though, haven't we? I mean, people have said that you know because it didn't work when they tried it in the nineties, it's not worth trying again. Well, it's a completely different situation now, mm. really. Mm. I don't think it was really necessary when they did it. 25 years ago but um, they're sort of running out of options almost aren't they mm. I would also bring in a rule um, that means Wolverhampton don't get to change to sign any riders until after everybody else <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> um, 
yeah, I'd be. I mean, there are lots of different rules that I mean, like for instance, at the start, in the I don't this business about calling them back if somebody moves. I don't care if I didn't touch the tapes, then that's it off you go because it yeah. just keeps keeps the meeting flowing the but first that's rule, yeah the that, first rule i'd do for like next season would mm. be to take that bloody pen off you <laughs> so that you don't keep clicking it right because it's driving my headphones crazy i can hear i can hear from 70 miles away as well. <laughs> is that better <laughs> <laughs> i've thrown this off the table i need to get you a little stress ball and that's what it yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> it's just there and I, I just fiddle but it's not there now so I can't yeah. um, <laughs> uh, one league north and south no doubling up or down a decent points limit to work with I don't that's two leagues isn't it one league north and south that's two leagues isn't it that's a, a north league and a south unless league the, unless the suggestion is that you have those two and then the winner from each section plays for the, for the overall national title Mm. Hasn't that been done that's before? Been, no, I think that's been suggested in the past, hasn't it? I don't mm. really, not certainly not in in modern times. It hasn't been done. I say, it seems like a pretty decent idea. It's where you put the split, though, isn't it? I think yeah. that's the that's the thing. So absolutely, um, I'd like to see at least eight. This is Craig's me. I'm just dropped, I'm letting them do it now because. Yeah. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, Craig Smith, I'd like to see at least eight teams in the top flight, ideally. Ten, I'd like a slightly higher points limit on team building and I'd like to be a big push on promotion of sport on TV, media and from individual clubs. I expect to see not much change. A daft rule implemented like no gardening at the tapes. Mm. Would that be a daft rule? Mm. Don't know. It would be a rule I wouldn't want. They wouldn't like, but it was I don't know. I, I think I think in a lot of ways that order sort of adds to the build, really, doesn't it? To be honest. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with that. Actually, so, yeah, I'd like I'd like to say as well that you know, I mean, I, I, they are officially supposed to close the pit gates and not open it when there's a stoppage for an unsatisfactory start. But quite a few times you've I've been to meetings and they have opened the pit gates. Mm. She just wants this an unsatisfactory start. If nobody's excluded, just get them back round. It should be under control of the referee. There should be a little light there, and if the referee doesn't turn it to green, you can't open it. Yeah. That would, that would be that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, Dave Klein says, as Simon says, was that simple Simon says? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not here. <laughs> um, it, can't, it can't be simple Simon. He's won the flip in the league. Um, as Simon says above, uh, allowing only guests from the opposite league. But how does that work? If one, so you, it's got to work on averages, yeah. And if one league is slightly higher than another, then you get if you your average might not be high high enough for. Do you want to see what I'm saying? Where where I'm getting at here? Yeah. No. So I'm not sure that's. Mm. I mean, the only other way around than guess the guest rule, of course, is. Um, squad systems isn't it but that's the problem of course is you're going to get some clubs that are going to well that, that becomes a money thing and, and, yeah, and, that's, and, that's and the one thing that we've pretty much everybody agrees on is that Speedway has got to cut its cloth yeah it's got to almost start again and build itself up again I think people just want to say fairness don't they 
really, where every team has got a fair chance of, of being successful, not, you know, the teams that have got the, the bigger the bigger wage packet, which I suppose really is the case in any sport, isn't it, to be honest? you know. Mm. I think if I was in charge of the AGM, one of the things I'd like to implement is, right, looking at the example of clubs like Birmingham and um, the Isle of Wight and, and so on, what are you going to do to attract new people? What are you act what are you actually actively going to do? Well, setting the points limits and you know setting all the rules that should only take for me that should only take one day. And then the mm. other two days they've got for do for doing stuff like that. The points limit is easy. It should never change. It should be the same every year. Otherwise, it just makes more and more difficulties. And it should be forty two point five because that that works out at forty five forty five draw. Yeah, it should be forty-two point five, and that's it. Every year, this should never change. Uh, that's going to be the biggest bugbear, especially for for newcomers when they go to speedway. Is the farting about between heats? Mm. Yeah, God. it's a it's a real frustration. I know that one. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? Absolutely. It, it needs to flow. It yeah. needs to flow better. So like, like Craig Smith has said, I think the one-minute time allowance after stoppage, like in the GPs, should be put in place. I, I agree. And there should be... Everywhere should have a clock. Yeah, my dad's always said... My dad said, said to me quite a while ago that he thinks it, you know, it shouldn't be a two minutes, it should be one minute, because mm. for him that should be enough to get around to the tapes. Mm. Yeah, should well, be ready to start. Well, getting to the tapes takes longer than the race. <laughs> Yeah, it seems, it seems to me the rather to be one, two minutes to get on the track and then mess about as much as you like. So, mm. uh, I, I suppose I ought to, um, what Simon Corbett said, I suppose I ought to talk about that a little bit briefly. Yeah, go on yeah. then. So Simon on, Corbett then. says, Mike, you're keeping quiet. I'll on, get you a hanky. <laughs> on Bummer departing to Berwick. Um, well, that's Speedway for you, unfortunately. Um it's, I'll be honest, it's worrying to me that Bombers moved to Berwick um, because, I, A, I was, I was hoping to have him back because he's just been absolutely fantastic this year. Uh, and, B, what's that saying about whether Birmingham's going to return, which is the, my big worry? Yeah. Um, it probably whether... depends on whether you're putting two and two together and coming up with ten, aren't you, really? Um, well, I'm just I suppose at the end of the day, Bomber's got to look after himself, hasn't he? Of course, he? So, yeah. 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 I, 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 it's, it's not in any way critical of Bomber. It's yeah. more of a, of a yeah. worry from the Birmingham side. Yeah, and as, 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 I, as I said before, um, you know, he doesn't tend to stay at tracks very long, does he, really? Mm. Bomber, he tends to move around quite a bit. You know, I mean, the only track he's really stayed at for a prolonged period of time was Coventry. So. Mm. Mm. Um, it's a... It's a Blooming long drive up there for you, I'm actually awake, admittedly, but... But I know that he likes the, uh, the Berwick track anyway, so oh. and obviously Berwick have made him a very, very good offer, so he'd be a fool to turn it down, so... But I think, you know, we, I, I can understand, obviously, the Birmingham fans being disappointed, but I'm sure, you know, they'll all wish him well for the future, because he has been a... I think he's really right with a few wrongs, hasn't he? Because he didn't have the best season during his, his previous campaign yeah, with the club absolutely. and I think you know last season in a difficult campaign I think he was uh, one of the beacons of light for the club really he was he was just brilliant <laughs> the, 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 hardly a week went past that your jaw just didn't hit the floor in what he didn't do that did he yeah <laughs> and, and of course they are they are all they're free agents aren't they speed up mm. is that right or absolutely, wrong yeah. yes. is that yeah. good yeah. or bad 
it depends, doesn't it? Mm. I think I, probably as a rider, you're probably thinking I'd like to be employed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like football's employed, but mm. yeah. Um, we ought to say Lawrence has come on and said uh, still a lot going on, and there is a genuine interest in Birmingham surviving. Be, please be patient as working on this every day. Yeah. Okay. Which brings me to my next category. Thanks, thanks for that, Lawrence. And, and you know, we, we, we're being as patient as we possibly can. Um, yeah. So here's a good one. Here's a category I'd like to to put out there: hardest working person in Speedway. Okay. Matt, I'm going to just chuck that out at you. Well, you've got to say Lawrence, haven't you? I mean, Lawrence, I mean, I, I know from being in the in the pits of Birmingham, Lawrence doesn't stand still for longer than two seconds, does he? So mm. he's, you know, he's in the in the main meeting or even in the, when the, you know, the the younger lads are having a rise after the meeting, he's, he's getting involved with that as well. And he, he, he works tirelessly hard, to be honest. I mean, he's, I think he's practically living a, he's practically lived at Perry Bar, isn't he, for the last couple of years, so. I think that's because he got kicked out, didn't he, by his wife? <laughs> yeah well i mean whenever, I, whenever i've been down there and I've, I've done a few sundays there and and stuff and you know lawrence has always thanked me and i always think well don't thank me look what you're doing he's just always there he's just yeah. always there so i mean um yeah that hit that lawrence was going to be my pick as well but if anybody else there has got um, any more uh, picks on that one i've got another category to to put out there now okay uh which is the most frustrating rider come on chris i'm gonna go with you what was your, who's your most frustrating rider ever 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 um crikey i can't remember it's too far back i was drunk at the time <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not kidding folks my favorite rider my favorite rider was probably um jason lyons don't like him good bloke Okay, but that yeah. wasn't where I said. I oh, know, but I can't think. Of, I can't think, think of a most, frustrating, most frustrating rider. Charles Omarenka. Ah, had, had the had the. I mean, I, I suppose in fairness to, to Charles or, or Dukey, of course, as he was as he was obviously you know when he was riding for Walls, he was always going to be compared to his brother. Um, but mm. he really made that first season. He came over in '91. He made a really big impression. I think we were all hoping that he was going to really kick on from that, but. He just he just never did. I, I always thought Charlie lacked a, a little bit of professionalism, to be honest. Um, only really showed in glimpses what what he was capable of doing, to be mm. honest. Mm. Um, which is a shame because he he definitely had the ability. Um, he just uh, yeah, I think I think the one season I think he had about twenty five falls over the course of the season, which is a which is a lot to be fair. Um, yeah, so I'd have to say Jerky probably. Um, it's, it's not easy living up to to your brother. Um, well, when your brother's been successful, yeah. certainly. No, so. and, and it's even worse probably to, to live up to your dad. So one of the most frustrating riders for me was Kim Major because he tried out at Birmingham for a while and didn't do very well. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm agreeing with Simon Corbett, the most frustrating rider I've ever seen in my life. Finn Jensen. is Finn Jensen. <laughs> Jesus. I cannot begin to... Fathom, when he, there were times when he just looked the best rider in the world. <laughs> and other times when he looked like a novice. The absolute novice, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I remember I remember going to uh, Coventry and he, us beating Coventry at the beginning of the season and Finn Jensen getting a maximum and beating Ollie Olsen. 
so we all come back to Perry Bar thinking this is going to be good. <laughs> and Coventry beat us by loads. And I think Finn Jensen scored zero. He didn't look as if he could ride the bike. Um, very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Right yeah. Is there somebody in, in the bath there? <laughs> all sorts of noises going off. Okay, we've just lost... Um, Chris, so I can't ask, ask the question that I wanted to, so we'll have a look, see what else we've got. Uh, apparently, Bewley and Frick were asked if they'd ride in the UK after Peter Craven meeting, and both seemed open to the idea next season. If Bellevue went tough heavy to get them uh, in and squeezed Bachelor in, two rising stars in Brennan and Palin or Bickley be some team that... Well, but yeah, certainly. Well, we don't know though because it depends on how the league's made up, doesn't it? That might, yeah. That might you might not get that team. <laughs> you might not get that team. Uh, oh, Chris is back. Hello, Chris. Sorry, I looked over to talk to you. No, you no, wasn't I was, there. I was just down there looking at oh, okay. bloke. Can you um, <laughs> can you can you move uh, it? There was a, there was up, a up, 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 up. that one. Uh, that that was was one. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to? Uh, even though Troy Bachelor has had a poor season by his standards, I think a five-point average for next season, he'll be hot property for teams to squeeze him in as middle-order team rider. Where do you think he will end up? Matt? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to sort of sit back and think about that one as well. Intriguing. It's an intriguing one, that is, to be honest, isn't it? Um, I think, uh, I, I, by the way, I think, you know, when we we're talking about the structure of the top league for next year, I think it's... Uh, I think they were really gambling on Swindon getting the OK to run in 2022, weren't they? And of course, yeah. that's not going to happen now. Um, so probably I think he would have been back at Swindon if they'd run. Um, I would have thought somebody will probably take him on. Um, I can't see him ending up at Wolves, if I'm honest. Peterborough, maybe, he might, might go there. Um, He'll be doubling down, you imagine. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a bit too young for Peterborough, isn't he? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but obviously Peterborough, because they've got to replace some Bjarne Pedersen, haven't they? Yes. With his uh, retirement. So, but no, it'll be interesting to see where there's, there's always there's always there's always one rider, isn't there? Where you look at him and you think, crikey, that's that's a really snip, he's a real snip on on that average, and there's going to mm. be you know plenty of people that are interested in your services. I'd say Jack Thomas in um, Premier League. Yeah, Jack yeah, Thomas is on the he's good, he? I think he's really mm. come on well this year. I think. Would, I think. Would be. And also, I, I just based on the way finish he finished, Valentin Grubber wouldn't be a, a bad sort of on his average. Yeah, because he, he can he ride. Showed, yeah, he showed his potential in those last couple of meetings, didn't yeah. he? So. so. Hi ho, hi ho. Any more um, categories out there, we would be gratefully received. We should um, say congratulations to Mildenhall. Yeah, please that Mildenhall have won it, obviously, as the last standalone club in the National League. Um, and I think they did it in style, didn't they? They had a thumping mm. win up at, uh, at Armadale to clinch the championship, didn't they? So, yeah, congratulations to, to everybody at Mildenhall. Um, yeah. It's, it's a club I like, actually, and, and, and always have liked. Uh, uh, for, just from the supporter base, they seem to be a nice bunch of supporters yeah. down there. I often they were very keen on Cradley, but... Uh, um, <laughs> can, but uh, can we not sort of say that for pretty much every team? <laughs> and, part of, and part of that, of course, is because they kept winning until Birmingham got in the way. And Eastbourne, so... Uh, and, and then Eastbourne, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
It's the same thing with Paul, I suppose. But I still don't like Paul. Anyway, <laughs> did I did I say that out loud? <laughs> it's eight years ago. Oh, Get over it, sir. Is it, oh, no. is it really eight years ago? Yep. Okay. Really? Crikey. Yeah. Wow. Halstrom Bangs, I reckon he will get plenty of offers after the Speedway of Nations. We'd like to see him in the UK as well. Yeah, well, I, I would like to see. He looks a real cracking... And, and he looked have a star yeah, like yeah, It wouldn't suit. surprise me if there were a few promoters uh, trying to find out his phone number um, mm. after, the, after that meeting, because, you know, in, a, in what was a difficult weekend for Sweden, I think he was a real positive light to come out of that meeting, to be honest, but... Mm. Uh, and the bits I saw that very, very promising. And that was a really good meeting as well, we ought to say. Some great racing again. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the result was what we all wanted. Yeah, we've got, to, we've got to make sure that we try and push that now, for me. You know, um, there's, not many, uh, there's not many sports that uh, we can say in this country that we're world champions of, is there, sir? No. And, and, and uh, I think somebody said about promoting um, the sport more, and I think that certainly needs to be really needs to be a focus of what Speedway yeah. does yeah yeah. we did say last week needs to, we need to build build on what happened uh, you know in the Speedway nations and yeah go forward I wanted to write something down and I haven't got a pen anymore <laughs> <laughs> good um <laughs> apparently he's signed he has signed yeah. in Poland Sweden and Denmark for 2022 uh, that's probably Said Lawrence, that's probably us out of the. That's probably scuppered. Well, that, well that's, th that's. I thought Poland didn't like him signing for more than one other team. That's interesting. Uh, Simon Corbett's come up with uh, a good one, the greatest gator, and he says it's got to be Nielsen or Gunderson. Nielsen was certainly a tremendous gator. Uh, what do you reckon, um, Matt? Um, what riders I've seen. Hmm. Well, I'd say obviously not riders that you haven't seen. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say Todd Wiltshire for me. Who's sorry? Was, uh, yeah, Todd Wiltshire, I would say. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he was always, I think he was always nicknamed the fastest alive over the first mm -hmm. thirty-five. That was because of his gating. He was a really, really prolific starter. Um, and did did well in his career as well when you consider that he he, he arguably missed six of his peak years through uh, through injury as well. Oh. So. Uh, and Lawrence has just corrected me in Division 2 Poland can do two other leagues oh. uh, Richard Thomas says that the best gator was Bob Co Bob, Bob, Coventry? Bob Coventry Bob Kilby <laughs> I beg your pardon Kilby, um, yeah. for, for me the best gator was Ivan Major and, but his gating was all about Frustrating the, the the opposition and making the match. Yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So he the, the, he yeah. was the world's best at that without a yeah. doubt. You'd have to say Gunnarsson, I think, was was up there as well, wasn't he? Um, as a as a starter. Mm. Um, uh, Nick Green says the most frustrating rider, Alan Molyneux of Coventry, twelve point maximums at home, dock eggs away from home. I think Alan rode for us a little bit as well. I've got I've got I've got a good one. Mm. Any, any rider that you never saw ride that you would love to have seen ride? Oh, that's um, that's easy for me, except I can't remember his name. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's good. He, he's yeah, good he, he, did, he did the Wall of Death at Wembley. The Wall of Death? Isn't that what they used to do to circuses? Yeah. Oh, you know who I mean. Not Tony Rickardson. No. Um, See, you can't. Not anymore. No, Rickardson. 
Rickardson? No, that was Cardiff. That was Cardiff. Oh, Cardiff did that does say when. Well, okay, yeah, okay. Rickardson, I, I never saw him, so that would have been... Uh... Yeah, Rickardson was a fabulous rider. Um, you know, obviously the only man who's since either major to, to match what he achieves in terms of mm. world championship wins. Um, the rider I would love to have seen riders, only one for me, and that's um, the late great Peter Craven. I'd love to have seen oh, him. that's a good racing. call. Yeah. That's a good yeah. call. Yeah. You've only got to look at the footage of him of him yeah. racing to see that you know he was really really spectacular as a yeah. as a rider and and head ahead of his time in in the sort of style that he was mm. he was doing. Yeah, um, we've got another um, uh, category which is uh, the most stylish rider. Um, and Craig Smith said Joe Screen. He's long getting tassels on his Kevlar's. <laughs> uh, what was the pause? <laughs> Because I was going to say something else, I got stuck. <laughs> no, my my yeah. teeth got stuck. Kelly Moran, I think you've got a size well, haven't you? Stylish so, rider. Think... I was going to say Carter Kelly Moran for, for a stylish, yeah. best stylish rider. Um, Lou Sansom. Lou Sansom was a really stylish rider. Yeah. Uh, and Simon Corbett says Peter Craven, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lawrence was agreeing with you there. And Jeff Daniels has agreed as well. Mm. Jeff Daniels, Peter Craven's best rider never seen. Mm. Fantastic. I'm trying to think of it. Is there any other riders that are, that I haven't seen? Oh, Graham Warren. Graham Warren. Oh, Graham Warren, yes. Graham Warren. I would love to have seen Graham Warren. Um, yeah. I'd love to. I mean, as I say, I did see Kelly Moran race, but unfortunately, I think by the time I saw him race, he's... Uh, his lifestyle was starting to take its time mm. a little bit. Um, mm. I'd love to have seen him when he was in his prime. He, he you know, was, he was um, I mean, I saw him when he was riding for Swindon in his last year over here in, in 92, right. and he was well past his sell by day. But then I think he was, as I say, I think his, uh, his escapades off the track were sort of beginning to impact, impact on his racing then at that stage, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to have seen Kelly race in his, in his prime. Okay, um, I've just come up with another category: saddest rider. In the in the sense of, for me, the the saddest rider. Well, I've got two actually: Jeanette Kudrunner and um, Pete Bailey, who's a name that probably yeah. most people won't know because he he both died, of course, one in a, a grass track accident, and Pete Bailey was just all of a sudden taking off riding for Birmingham and got recalled to Coventry because I saw he was doing well and I thought well we want him back then and on his way to Coventry or something like that he died in a car crash um, yeah so that was that was sad mm. yeah, was um, for me I'd probably say Christoph Zagelska um, Polish rider came over to the UK well he actually made his first I think his, one of his first appearances in the UK was at Wolsey Road in the Olympic in I think it was 2000 uh, and looked really impressive, and then wrote, signed for Paul the following year. I think he started on a four-point average and finished on near enough a ten, um, and you know was was really making great headway. And then of course had his crash, which left him confined to a to a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. But I've got no doubt that Christoph Sikorski would have almost certainly would have been a, a world champion had he had he stayed fit because he he was absolutely fantastic to watch. He really was. Yeah, I mean, you've probably got to uh, include um, Darcy Ward in that category as well. Yeah, Darcy Ward as well. I think um, you know he would have he would have still been competing up there now. I think um, mm. I know that as a personality-wise, I think you know Darcy Ward wasn't probably everyone's favourite cup of tea. Although I, I do think he's he's handled what's what's befallen of him very well. To be honest, I yes. think it's sort of 
in a lot of ways, I think it's it's helped him to mature quite a bit. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I love this category that Dave Twine's come up with. <laughs> I, can see, yeah, I yeah. love this. Uh, Jeff Daniels says Penwell's very stylish. Do you want to... <laughs> uh, Dave Twine's come up with the rider that does the most gardening. Ivan Major. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about uh, the rider that spent the least amount of time at your club? There must be riders that have come in and not like and, and, oh, and, yeah, and probably well, done oh, Paul Hurry, yeah. Where have they gone? He, 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 did, he, did, one, he did one race. Well, yeah. he, he did one. He did. He did one corner, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> one corner, and and fell off, and that was the end of that. He he injured himself and. Uh, Rafael Kermansky, young Paul, did a few meetings for Swindon but took his own life. Yeah. Uh, didn't know about that one. It's not, un- unfortunately, it's not unknown for, it wasn't unknown at that time for young for a lot of young Polish riders to, uh, um, you know, take mm. their own life, unfortunately. So, at that era. Mm. Sad. Not, not very, nice. Yeah. Not nice. Very, very sad. Lou yeah. Sansom, of course. Uh, not Lou Sansom. I'm trying, no, I'm trying to say Soren Shoston, who got a very similar style. Yeah, that was a sad story as well, wasn't it? The way his uh, his life sort of, you know, sort of uh, came to an end. Of course, I think it was. I think he was found in Manchester, wasn't he? About twenty years after he'd stopped racing, um, living in really desolate conditions. Mm, mm. Although I think he was, I think fortunately he was obviously, you know, they were able to pay for him to to go back to Sweden. Back to Sweden. So I think he did end his life back in Sweden. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was a, a really sad story because you know. Under the rider that you you hear a lot of people talk about today, and they've they've list him as a as a, a rider they love watching. Yeah, he was he he got a, a lovely little star. I mean, very very small bloke, of course. Yeah. Uh, um, unpopular opinion from Craig Smee. He says, uh, "I don't think Waffenden would have been three-time world champion at this stage of his career had Darcy Ward still been racing. I reckon he'd have dominated once he got his first one under his belt." I think it's. Um, I can see where you where you're going with that and why you would say that, but I just think it's difficult to say. You just don't know how winning one's gonna gonna how he's gonna react. Is that gonna be enough? Or you just don't yeah. know. You just don't know. Well, that's it. I mean, I thought Chris Holder would go on to win two mm. or three when he won his first one, and he never really got close to doing it again, to be mm. honest. And I think I think probably Bartosz Marszlak is the one that you would look at now to be sort of dominating force. I mean, he's yeah. not been at the top two for, what, three, four years now? Whatever like that, yeah. yeah. That's, that's not bad going, is it? I mean, to be fair, you think back to 2018 when, when Ty won his last championship, I think if there had been another couple of rounds, Smart, it probably would have caught him because at the time, because he was absolutely flying, wasn't it? Mm. At the time, if I remember rightly, so. Uh, Simon Corbett says, uh, Cradley... Uh, Anders Michinek, I think this is for the ones that the, the least at yeah. your club. Yeah, uh, yeah. They used to call him Anders Missing Man. Gordon McGregor did two races for Brum. I think that was um, that's a sort of no, a number eight. Um, not, but, but yeah, I, I remember that well. Uh, yeah, keep going. Uh, Hancock and Amal at Coventry in their prime were the best, says Nick Green. Mm. Okay, and there's a sad story we've all... Go on. So, personally, I thought Amal and Hancock were probably slightly better when they were at Cradley, to be honest. I think, um, you know, just slightly. You know, they obviously mm-hmm. had several years at Coventry as well together, but I think they, that that last two seasons that they were together at Cradley, I think they were, you know, dominant, really, in the league. 
And then this is this is um, the sad story one. This is one that we've we missed, and, and and it's probably the saddest of them all when you think about it. And that's Kenny Carter. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say about him possibly being a rather I'd love to watch racing, but I mm. thought that might be a bit of a controversial one to be honest. Well, um, it does it does divide opinion, but he did that in, yeah. when he was alive as well. <laughs> I mean, he was. Why, why, did, why did it divide opinion? Why? Because, because he took the life of his wife and his children, didn't they? Right. Okay. So. Well, he didn't take his children's life. I think he just orphaned them. Didn't oh, that's they? right. So, yeah. That, that, that's yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that is tragic, Dave. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Bartosz Marslik's one that didn't spend much time with us. Yeah. Was it two <laughs> meetings? Was it? Or one? Well, when Wendy Jane Barrett says Bartosh didn't warrant being called a Birmingham rider, I'm sorry, I'm calling him a Birm. I'm claiming him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> right then, the most important thing before we go is to uh, show the final tables. Well, it's a thing, and I wouldn't say. Is, uh, so, and, so, and there we have it. Officially, Simon Corbett is the winner. And a good runner-up, uh, John Let's Bird. Let's give him a round of applause. Come on, he's, he's absolutely wonderful. Dave Twine, who I, I don't know how he's done it, but he's he slipped into third place there, ahead of uh, Matt Buck and Elliot Hunt. And Dylan's coming at sixth. And Chris Brown, and the, the rest were just also runs. That's really not fair to Jeff Daniels and Craig Smee and Ben Clifton <laughs> and Andrew Gardner. I know, yeah. yeah. I can't believe I beat all of them. I'm sure Ben's already putting, uh, running back that championship next year. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's a big failure for... Can, can you put it back up again yeah. for me? It's a big failure, isn't it, for Lawrence Rogers who tried so hard to get that wooden spoon <laughs> and it, it's come 17th out of how many? You've taken it away again. So, sorry, yeah. uh, I'll just put that back up again. There yeah. we go. He's got a 17th out of 22... So, uh, bad show, Lawrence. Bad show. So, uh, yeah, uh, some goodies on the way to Simon. I'll try and get them out this this week. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Wendy. I'm looking. I'm, I look at the screen without my glasses, and I can't see it. It's, it's Wendy Jane Barnett, not Wendy Jane Barrett. I'm sorry. I, I apologise. How long have we known Wendy Jane Barnett? About two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> It's my surname, my God. <laughs> At least it's not Anders Rowe. Right. <laughs> so, so we're um, we're off now for all, till next season. Well, we will do a, um, a special show, uh, AGM show. AGM show sometime yeah. in November. Unless Lawrence, we, when's the AGM? Yeah. When's the AGM? <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless uh, Matt's on holiday again. Oh, do I think I will be there? I think it might be a too cold for me then, sir. <laughs> You're in Wales, so Matt, Matt, go, Matt goes on holiday and still manages to get on the show. Yeah, unlike, yeah. unlike somebody we well, can mention, it's a bit difficult in Turkey. <laughs> Why? Actually, the, the Wi Fi is even better than where Matt is, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah well, I got internet in Turkey, right. <laughs> And on that note... Well, I think it's time to go then. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say a big, big, big thank you to everybody that's listened to the show and contributed and said yeah. nice things. Yeah. Um, it's been a it's been a difficult year, hasn't it, for yeah. everybody? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, 
we do we do criticise the BSVL quite a lot, don't we? But I think they in this season, this season, I think they deserve a lot of credit for the fact that they've managed to get through the season. Because there were times when I mean, my club, was, you know, had had major doubts at, at one stage. I know Birmingham did as well, and of course we've seen Eastbourne obviously not finish the season. Newcastle, of course, thankfully they've they will run again in 2022, and of course we're keeping our fingers crossed for Birmingham. So, but I think the fact that we've managed to get to get a season through. Is, uh, is to their credit, to be honest. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And a credit to all the supporters that have turned out week after week to watch their their teams as well. Yeah. Um, that's probably the most important thing that any of us could have done for Speedway this year. Um, yeah, just mm. a big thank you to everybody. It's been absolutely real. It's been fantastic. We've had great fun. Um, lots of banter. And we've ended the year as world champions. Exactly. There you go. Can't can, can it get any better? Yeah. Um, so everybody, take care. We'll probably see you in November, and if we don't, yep. have a great Christmas. See you soon, guys. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.